0: Yo yo yo, what is going on you guys? It is your favorite video game podcast on the net, The Sticky Buttons Podcast. It is your host Brandon, and this is Blake. And we're coming at you with a really special episode, a fally episode, if you will. We're going to be talking about games that we love to play in the fall.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So grab your apple cider, grab your your peppermint lattes, grab your what's the pumpkin spice? <laughs> you know, grab those fall donuts, those fall fall treats, and, and let's get to it, man. Let's dive right in. So let me ask you this. Do you have, like, a favorite season just in general? Yeah, man. I love the winter. I love the winter time. I love oh, skiing. Wow.
0: I love being able to just love snow sports, winter Olympics. Yeah. You know, my birthday is in the winter, mm-hmm. and I really love being able to wear jackets. It's a special time for me.
1: Yeah, I get that, man. I really enjoy the winter. I would say that fall probably takes the top. Just love that transition, going from warm to a little bit chilly, throwing on the hoodies, throwing on the jackets. And I personally, like when I'm in the fall, I feel like I have a lot more gaming sessions where I'm like connected to the outside world. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But like if I take a handheld outside in the fall where it's like you're just comfortable outside, like you're not hot, you're not too cold. I feel like that really works for me.
0: I could see that. It's a very like transitional weather kind of Mm -hmm. so you could you could really do a lot of things in the fall. Yeah. Most of the winter you kind of just want to be bundled up with a hot chocolate and not really go anywhere. Yeah, definitely. Well, do you think that winter is the best season for gaming then? For me, in my past experience, it has been. I usually have had that winter huge winter break Mm -hmm. where I've done you know a large chunk of my gaming. Yeah, it's been it's probably the biggest season for gaming. And I mean, it's probably in close contention with fall. That's why in the fall we see like all those games, we see like a barrage of triple A titles get launched.
1: Yeah. I think that the timing is for that reason. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's interesting. There's a lot of games that are coming out right now that I was thinking back that if I was a little bit younger and I was maybe relying on getting those games as a gift, or like my friend getting those games as a gift, that would be around the winter time. So I think that a lot of games come out at the end of the year, like fall and January, you know, just so, you know, they can be consumer products for at the end of the year, Christmas time. But yeah, man, I just love gaming this time of year. I think there's just something special about it. So for sure, I think we're going to talk about some games today that we particularly enjoy in the fall. And do you want to kick us off with the, I guess maybe the one that we're probably gonna (laughs) that comes to both of our minds. Yeah,
0: would that be Pokemon Heart Gold?
1: Yeah, I mean, how could it not be, man? The Gen Two of Pokemon, that's just such a great fall game.
0: Ho ho on the cover. Mm -hmm. I feel like ho ho is like a visual representation of fall. I mean, the Pokemon like has like all these vibrant colors, like the different colors of the leaves.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: it's very like mystical.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, you're good. Yeah, Um, I mean, Ho is just. I mean, Ho definitely feels like a fall bird to me. Every time I see Ho, I just either imagine it flying in the sky or just like on top of the the burning building. So I don't know. Just outside those towns, like I feel like the second gen of Pokemon really has an autumnal vibe, and it's really cool for sure. But you know, actually, that kind of brings me to. I guess something else. Have you ever played the Game Boy Color version of like, or I guess the original, like Pokemon Gold and Silver or Crystal?
0: i played Pokemon, trying to think. I have played Pokemon Crystal, actually. That's the only one I've tried. Okay.
1: Yeah, I feel like those also capture, you know, fall energy really well. And also just like the Game Boy Color, I think, does a really good job of capturing those... I guess that autumnal feel. I was actually looking into it a little bit and the Game Boy Color, it actually, it only had 16 colors. And it was really cool because they had four colors for each layer. And I guess I didn't realize this, but the screen had four different layers in it and there's four colors in each layer. So that's 16 colors. And I just think that with the foreground, the middle ground and the background, it just kind of created a more autumnal feel just like with the way that the color palette ended up working out so i think that pretty much anything that you can pick up on the game Boy color is going to be a little bit autumnal
0: for sure i agree that well you're saying like any game on the game boy color
1: maybe not any game but like any pokemon Zelda or like a pokemon like especially like ones where there's all like orange and green featured I think the, just because it's a little bit dull, like it kind of almost looks pastel by accident, and it's a little bit washed out. It kind of just like the palettes of the Game Boy color just kind of remind me of, I guess, autumnal color palettes. I see that, yeah,
0: but yeah. I, Heart Gold is just for me, you know, the color scheme, the music, the art, the Pokemon. It's just it's a very fall vibe. Um, I think about the burning building you're Mm -hmm. talking about. I feel like that town is like what comes to mind mainly when I'm thinking about the fall.
1: Yeah. And they have these gorgeous lanterns that are just sprinkled throughout the town and they kind of wax and wane and flicker. And it really just adds to the ambiance of the town and the music as well aids that. And it's a really cool experience. for Sure. What's one of your titles, Blake? Well, so I guess Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver is one that we've talked off air about as a a game that you know we think has an autumnal vibe. But there's one that I want to bring to the show that I actually haven't talked about yet. But it's a title that I've played recently called Minecraft Dungeons. Ooh. Maybe you've heard of it, Brandon. I have heard of it. I've
0: seen some of the promo and marketing for it. I unfortunately have not played the game myself. I'm a little I don't know. Turned off by it. What turned you off on it? Just the mechanics of it. Like I saw some gameplay. I was like, I don't know if I would really enjoy this. But
1: well, Brandon, I, I actually, when I, as soon as I played it, I was like, you know who would like this, Brandon. So let me tell you a little bit about the game, and let me see if I can sell you on it. So, but before I do, I just gotta give a huge shout out to Carter. So this game is, I think, like twenty dollars, and. He called me up and he was like, hey, you should get this game. And I was like, hey, man, I've got a lot of games. I don't know if I can swing it. He paid for half of my half of my game. So a big shout out to Carter. We've had him on wow. the podcast before and you can check out his YouTube. We'll link it below. <laughs> but thanks to Carter for, I guess, paying for half of this game for That's me. Awesome.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. super nice of him to do.
1: It was. I think he just wanted somebody to play with because I think, you know, I didn't actually see any of the marketing, but I, I don't necessarily know if it did it justice because i kind of feel like it's a little bit of an underdog and as soon as i started playing it i was like man this is just so fun so what it is is it's kind of like an isometric you know honestly it's very similar to a a zelda like or a hyper light drifter or a game where you're you're looking down at the isometric view and you press a button and you swing a sword or In this one, you start out with a sword, but you can swing a pickaxe and they have other weapons like they have an axe and like a spear and like other weapons. But you also have a bow or you could get a crossbow. And honestly, man, I think it's so fun because it's kind of almost like a roguelike as well. And you kind of have these runs where you go through a dungeon or an area that is very much in the Minecraft style. And it's kind of just like a landscape. And you kind of go through it and enemies spawn and you have to clear out the enemies. And it's really cool because when you clear out the enemies, they drop loot. And then you can get the loot, you know, equip it or, you know, destroy it. And then you get the resources from it and you can just get better loot and better items and just continue on. And it's really cool because I guess like at least the areas early on, there's a lot of like forest at nighttime or... I think there's one that's like in a pumpkin patch and there's a lot of orange and it really does have a lot of the autumnal colors. And I just think it's such a, I guess, like an epitome of a fall game because you're, you know, having video game fun, but you're in these really cool environments. And you're also, you know, sometimes you'll find yourself in a dungeon and it's a little bit spooky. And it's really fun, man. I really would recommend it to anyone. And I think you'd really like the gameplay of it, despite looking at it and saying, maybe this isn't for me.
0: You know, I think you've convinced me I think I had to a try out Minecraft Dungeons. we we'll just give it a
1: shot. Well, here's also another thing. So this is something that I love it when games do, but, you know, it's got co-op, it's got multiplayer. So if you were able to get it, we could jump in and take on the same, I guess, slew of enemies, you know, together. And it's really fun, especially because I guess I have a, when I played with Carter, he had to start another character because, it's kind of works where if you're playing at the same time, you kind of level up together. So if I jumped in, I think you can have a couple characters. So if I jumped in with you, I would jump in with a new character that we could both start at level one as opposed to like, I think I'm like a level 10 or something. You know what I mean? So then if you were at level one and I was at level 10, we'd both go up at the same time. So then I'd still be like 10 levels ahead of you, but we could start at the same time and then just grow and like go up together. So it's a really fun and dynamic co-op, and I think it, it works really well.
0: Sounds really, really fun and exciting. And I can imagine that the dungeons become easier when you play them through with other people, or you get more loot.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of both. So there's actually, when you go in and you join either, so there are levels that they have dungeons in them, and then there are specified dungeon levels and basically you're kind of going into the dungeon and you're clearing out all these enemies so it's really like actiony you know you're kind of hacking and slashing going through these areas and you know you can clear a room for room and then kind of just maybe get lost in the labyrinth or find your way outside of the labyrinth of the dungeon and the enemies drop things they drop loot and when you're together It's kind of like a combination. So like it's going to like if we're playing together, it's going to drop things like health items and those health items, maybe both of you can pick up, but it's going to drop items that only you can see. So like, let's say we open a chest and there's going to be something for both of us. Like it might have a bow for me and it might have a sword for you, but it's going to give both of us something. So it's actually they do very well because I can't even see your loot and like you'd only be able to see your own loot. So it's not going to be like, oh, like there's this really cool item. Who gets it? They, I can't even see it. If it dropped on your screen, it's yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they actually do a very good job of that. But it is – so they can also, I think, with the difficulty as well, you can ramp up the difficulty. So when you're selecting a level, there's like a sliding scale of how difficult you want it to be. And it says on the difficulty like maybe one or two people that are level X. And if you're, if you want a more of a challenge, maybe you can ramp it up. And if you ramp it up, you get way better loot, but it might be harder. And I see that's kind of like the risk reward. Do you want it to be harder or do you want to get better loot? Or are you just trying to rush through it just to have some fun? Maybe you don't need to do it as difficult as you can. Maybe, you know, you want to do it at a lower difficulty or somewhere in the middle, but it's really dynamic and it's really fun. I think you'd have a good time with it.
0: I think so, too, man. I really, I really, I've been teetering on it, too, because I mean, I've been seeing it on Twitch and YouTube a lot, a lot of marketing. Like, the algorithm's been sending it my way, but <laughs> I had to definitely get on that.
1: Well, hey, if you get it, you'll have two people to play it with, you know, me and Carter. So. For sure.
0: That's really, like, the main thing going towards it is, like, damn, I already got two people to run through a dungeon with. And does it stack, too? Like, would I, like, some of the loot? Can I bring it on other expeditions? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I guess the way it works is, I guess it's not really like a roguelike in that sense. Like there's some things like I think money or gold maybe that you can only have in that run. But so like there's going to be like, let's say you and me, we run through a level and I pick up a cool sword. I can use that sword in the next one or like, oh, I can now I can use this crossbow that I was able to buy from the shop. And I see. So it's really cool in that aspect that you can take that with you and sometimes like you'll find something you'll be like oh man i've been using this the whole time and then it's like oh my gosh i just found something that makes it so much better well i'm just gonna scrap this and then i'll be able to use that and carry on and i guess something that i didn't really mention is you can upgrade different items so let's say you got a level six sword and then you got another level six sword You're going to be able to level one of them up and they're each going to have like different skill trees kind of, and you kind of use magic to level those up. So like, let's say, you know, a level six sword has like one ability to where it just like freezes enemies, or you could have another level six sword that like every time you take damage, the next swing like deals double damage, you know? So they've got a lot of things like that inside of it. So like you can pick up all kinds of weapons and then you might be like, oh my gosh, this is a great weapon, but oh like the, the skill tree isn't as good. But and there's all kinds of armor that you can find as well. So it's really fun. And there's also they have these little, I guess, people that can follow around with you. So like I think I have like a wolf and maybe a pig, and they kind of just follow me around. And I don't think the pig does anything, but I think the wolf attacks people for you. So does extra damage. So actually there's a lot to it and i've been having a good time with it man and i think i don't necessarily know if it goes on sale very much but i think it's a relatively cheaper title like it's not going to run you the full 60 yeah i don't think it's going to run you the full 60 either can you check your playstation app to see how much it is it looks like it's free it's free for you yeah maybe you had it so maybe you got it somehow like with maybe you bought like a expansion pass or something So it's only on the PlayStation, or is it on the Switch as well? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm assuming it would be on everything. I would hope so. So you said you already have it? Yeah, I'm downloading it right now. Hell yeah, dude. We'll have to check it out, man. That sounds great. Sounds like some good fun. Hell yeah. I don't know how you have it. Maybe you did. I mean, I've never been like, oh my gosh, let me see how much this game is. And it's like, oh, I already have it. That's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's never happened to me. I wish that happened to me more, Brandon. You're lucky guy.
0: <laughs> that happened to me like more than once, too. Right with the uh, Pokemon Heart Gold. Oh man, Actually, yeah. I ended up not having one copy. I had two copies.
1: Yeah. Hey, I guess some people are just lucky, man. And Brandon's one of those guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I definitely feel
1: like I've been lucky, like most of my life. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Hey, some people have it, man. Some people just have it. Do you have any other games that you'd like to bring up that you think would be good fall games?
0: Yeah, man. I'm going to go with NBA 2K23. This season right now definitely is giving a fall vibe. They have a lot of, you know, like Halloween prizes, a lot of, like, Thanksgiving little prizes, the colorways, like the little Thanksgiving-themed. The music in the background is like a little Wild West sounding. And I don't know, I feel like that pairs well with like a fall kind of theme. Okay. It sounds really, really
1: cool. That's awesome, man. So what are some of the things that you can get that are, I guess, like fall themed? <laughs> a skeleton. It's one of the really
0: cool prizes. Oh, is it like a skin? Yeah, it's like oh, you just put cool. it on and it's just like you're a skeleton. It's really nice. That's cool. What else is there? That's kind of a fall theme. There are like some emotes for the second season. You know, you can make your player like do certain movements that are you know kind of faulty and like i think there's like a thanksgiving kind of emote or a, a turkey dance it's pretty cool okay wow, that's cool man yeah they, they put in little things here and there like that make the game kind of go with the season it's mm-hmm. pretty cool
1: yeah and you know we're actually we're kind of Getting into the end of fall, so I guess not to switch subjects so quick, but I guess another game that I think would be really great for the fall is is Skyrim, especially, like, later in the fall as you go from fall to winter. I think that would be a really good one to play. Yeah, I was thinking Skyrim, too, just, you know,
0: walking around through that world, especially, like, the really cold areas
1: and just Mm -hmm. conquering feels appropriate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, would you say that Elden Ring is a fall game? Because Elden Ring is pretty spooky. Elden Ring is definitely a fall game. That's another one that came to mind for
0: me. It's definitely a big, big fall game. I think that's where I've mainly played most of Elden Ring it was in the fall, just being indoors, kind of away from the elements. And that game was hot this time last year. So, oh, there goes Minecraft Dungeons, ready to play. Hey, there you go, man. If you're just gonna be jumping in after this. Yeah, I'm gonna do a quick run. Just got familiar. I might get yeah. sucked in for a couple hours. Although uh, that segues me into the next game I want to talk about, God of War. I yeah, think God of War is a great fall game. If you haven't played God of War already, super duper suggest you
1: do. Yeah, you know we haven't really talked about it on the pod yet, Brandon. But I've started playing God of War, and I can contest, man. It's I would say it's almost more of a, like a wintry, but also fall vibe. You know, when you start out, you're in this forest, you know, it's covered in snow and it's kind of cold, feels cold and mystical. But then as you kind of, you know, go through the world, you know, it starts to, the snow kind of melts away and you, you know, move into other parts of the game. And yeah, it definitely has that fall atmosphere to it. Despite Kratos being shirtless, I mean, the guy probably could have grabbed a hoodie. guess <laughs> that's on him, man. Listen, the guy doesn't even want to wear a hoodie. Yeah. But yeah, you know, actually, like the weapons that you get when you first start off as well, it just feels very fall as well. You have this big axe and, you know, you can throw it, bring it back. And, you know, when you're facing off this gigantic troll, you know, it really does feel kind of fall, man. I love that axe, man. Speaking of, like, throw it and
0: bring it back. Can we talk about the fighting mechanics for a second? Like, they are so smooth, and the attention to detail on it is nice. Like, the physics on it. You can, like, throw the axe really, really fast, and then, like, the feedback, the the tactical feedback on the remote when you catch it.
1: It really feels, like, it really feels, yeah, so good when you just, like, pull it back, and you just, like, catch it again. And... You know, there's also something about just, like, bringing out the shield, too, and, like, stunning enemies with your fist. Like, I really like that as well.
0: It's very – it feels very fluid. Like, you know, I was just fighting a boss on Ragnarok, and I was just getting into kind of, like, a flow of throwing the axe. Like, it felt like a dance in a moment. Like, I just mm-hmm. – I kept throwing the axe and, like, getting my head, dodging, you know, the moves where I had to dodge – and maybe that's because i'm super familiar with the mechanics because i've already played through the first god of War, and i like i played it in god award difficulty like that's how much i really enjoyed god award i didn't beat the game in god War difficulty but i did play a significant chunk of it in that difficulty and it definitely helped out like with my familiarity and just my instincts and in, in this game like i forgot how much i enjoyed playing this game
1: yeah, that's awesome. You know, I wonder if maybe it's also like it feels fall to us because it's on the mind or it's on our minds right now, you know, with God of War Ragnarok just coming out. But I still think it's a great fall game. And definitely the 2018 title, you know, it goes on sale all the time. Like I think I got it for five dollars. And actually I think if you have like the base PlayStation Plus, this is a title that you have access to. So definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok. the first God of War. Yeah, either Check one really. I guess I was gonna ask you. I haven't finished the first one. Kind of what I've heard is that you really need to finish the first one before you jump into the second one. Would you? Yeah, say you that's do true because around? there are
0: some things in the end game that I did in the first one that were brought up, and I was like, you know, if you if you hadn't played through that, you wouldn't know. That would just go right over your head. And I mean, there is a little God of War recap in the beginning, but even that was like a very, very, you know, surface level recap, right? I, I definitely feel like you need to experience through all of the first God of War and maybe even some of the older PS4 titles
1: to like really understand this world. Yeah, um, I think mythology. He, in my playthrough, I'm pretty sure Kratos mentioned his dad and I was like, why are you mentioning your dad? I didn't even know you had a dad. So I guess he's got a dad. Yeah, really, really interesting kind of world in there. Then it's, uh, yeah, you can get sucked right into it. Yeah, definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. And I guess maybe there will be some more God of War talk on the horizon. <laughs> Perhaps. But I guess moving on to another one, I guess, you know, I guess we'll stay with the PlayStation exclusives. I had a, a PlayStation exclusive on my list. I guess God of War is on PC as well now, so it's not strictly PlayStation exclusive. But Ghost of Tsushima, I think, is a great title. Yeah, um, to play in the fall. I could totally see Ghost of Tsushima being like, like just the the environment and the mechanics, the multiplayer. Yeah, the landscape. It has like a very spooky, you know, atmosphere. The online does, but then also when you're in the game, like it's just truly like. These most beautiful and idyllic landscapes, you know, as you're going through futile Japan, you know, the trees, they're just golden and red and orange as you're riding your horse through it. It can just be so beautiful and picturesque. So that one is definitely one that I hop into whenever whenever it's fall. I think that like that is just such yeah. a great game to play. Oh, I have one that is a sleeper. I would say
0: Red Dead Redemption if you haven't played that one. Okay. Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a great title. Okay. I think that game is perfect for the well, fall. What makes that specifically fall? Because just being able to ride the horse in this mm-hmm. world, like in this wild, wild west kind of environment and yeah, just do as you please, it really is a fall kind of game. And most of the season or most of the game is kind of set in the fall. Okay. If I'm remembering the story correctly.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see it because I kind of I mean, I personally, I think as a kid, I dressed up as a cowboy at least once or twice. And every kid at least dreams of being like a cowboy at least at least once. So I definitely can see how that would be a fall game. Yeah, I guess I have a couple others moving on. Do you have any others that you want to talk about?
0: No, I think I've covered for most of them,
1: but I'll bring them up if I do. Okay, you know, really, honestly, I really only have one more and that's Hades. Well, I guess we've talked about Hades before. You haven't played it yet, have you? No, I haven't. Well, it's it's kind of like, I mean, it's a roguelike, you know, you're kind of looking down the isometric view. But you're Zagreus, the son of Hades, and you're trying to escape hell. And it very, very much is that very dark and spooky, you know, part of the season of fall. And, you know, you're trying to escape the underworld. and. I think that that fits very well into the fall season as well. I can see that.
0: I can see that for sure. Oh, I thought of another one. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing, I think, is a great one for the oh, fall. Just being yeah. able to take care of your island. I'm pretty sure you're on the island. It's fall, so your your leaves are probably falling all over the place. You got to pick those up, and there's probably all sorts of fall specialties going on right now. You know, the game really keeps up with current times, so. Yeah, you gotta catch the bugs,
1: pick oh, up the man, sticks.
0: I gotta, I gotta get back on my island. My island's probably a mess right now. It's probably awry.
1: <laughs> you know, I feel like that would be a great game to get cozy with, especially yeah, as the sure. season starts to turn. Yeah, yeah, I can really see that. How that would be a great one. But there's also another one. This is, I guess, this is kind of an indie hit. I've actually, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, Brandon. Have you heard of the game called Inside? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Actually, this is on sale right now on Switch, and I picked it up for like $2. So maybe you should check that out before, or I guess once we're done recording. But oh my gosh, it is creepy, Brandon. So basically, it's like a side scrolling game, and it's two dimensional. You're going from right to left, and you have to, you're just this little boy, and it's all in black and white. And it's crazy. Like there's a couple of sequences, like in the beginning where you're like running through the woods, you know, there's adults with flashlights and if they spot you, you know, they come over and they just like murder you. And there's a couple of I know it gets, it's very dark. And then you kind of get further on and there's like dog chases where like the dogs are just chasing you and you're, running and you have to like get into a water or jump over a fence or like just get into another area. And then as you're going through it, like if the dogs catch you, like it's brutal, it's like brutally murder you, Sheesh. but it's very creepy. I've never made it all the way to the end, but like, there's like puzzles that you have to solve. And it's kind of weird. Cause like, you'll drag a box, right? Like how are you doing a lot of video game puzzles? You'll drag a box over and then you'll hop up on the box And then you'll jump into this, I guess it's like a, I don't know, it kind of looks like a hat that's connected to a wire. And it's just like, you kind of get sucked into this hat on a, on a wire, and then you can control like other bodies. Like you'll realize that there was a, a human body in the shadow. And when you, you know, hooked up to this device, you could move their body and that's how you solve puzzles. And it gets really creepy. And it's very spooky and it's not a happy place, but it's just filled with mystery in here. Just this, this there's a lot of suspense. And then there's also like respites where you solve puzzles, but you're also like, what happened here? Like there's this like some parts you'll be walking through it and there'll just be all these like dead pigs everywhere. And you be like, what, oh what happened here? Like what is going on in this world? So definitely check that one out if you're interested in like the spooky season part of it. This game might be a good game to stream. I don't think it's very long, but definitely at least check out what it looks like. It's called Inside. But with that, I think we're going to take a quick break and maybe talk about some other games when we come back. So we'll see you soon. See you soon. And we're back. And Brandon, I just actually wanted to say just a little bit more on Inside (laughs) before we move on to our next game. This game has a 9 out of 9 and a 10 out of 10. Yeah, so I guess Nintendo Life Gave this a 9 out of 10. IGN gave this a 10 out of 10. And this game is sitting at a 91 on Metacritic. Wow. How come I've never heard of this game before? Dude, I actually think it's on mobile. Here, let's see how much it is on the App Store really quick. It looks like I think that maybe you can play part of it for free. It looks like you can play part of it for free and then you can buy the whole game for $6.99. On iPhone, oh man, yeah, this game is creepy. Definitely look it up. Definitely look into it if you're interested. It's kind of like a 2D puzzle platformer, and oh man, it does a great job of towing the line between like stress and then like, cute puzzle solving. So definitely check it out if you're interested in a in a game like that. Inside, I just yeah pick that out, man. Yeah, inside. But I guess moving on to the next part of our. episode today. I think we're going to talk a little bit about my first impressions with God of War and then Brandon's first impressions of God of War Ragnarok, which we kind of did. We kind of just got to it a little bit in the previous section. But I mean, it's very easy to do because this game just feels so good. It does feel really good to play. I'm really impressed with it. I'm having a great time. I guess just kind of just general kind of to start off where the story is. You start off as what's his name? Kratos. Kratos, yeah my gosh. (laughs) You start out as Kratos, and then he has a son, Atreus, and his wife dies, Kratos' wife dies, which is Atreus' mom. And I mean that's how the game opens, is she's dead, and you're kind of, you know, trying to take her ashes to the other side, I think. He's kind of my interpretation of it. And basically, you know, you as Kratos get discovered by this unnamed god, and you have this crazy boss fight, like, right as the game is opening, like, you're barely, you barely learn the controls, you only have the Leviathan Axe, and you're, you know, just put into this crazy, like, crazy boss fight that's got this, um, like, intense spec, like, it's just so spectacular, it's full of spectacle, It, it is just an absolute, like, adrenaline rush of a boss fight Mm -hmm. and then you know you and atreus you know start your journey after you defeat that unnamed god and you're making your way through i guess the i don't necessarily know if the the world has like a name to it that you're making your way through but i think you're trying to maybe get to midgard i would say i I think yeah uh, i think you have to maybe get through midgard or get to the top of the mountain so i guess historically I guess like in the God of War franchise, you just take on like like a pantheon of gods. And in this game, you know, I think that you're going into Midgar because your wife is a Midgar god. And I think it's with her beliefs that you have to do something with her ashes so she can move on. And I think you have to go into the heart of Midgar, you know, in order to complete that is my interpretation of it. And you and Atreus are kind of making your way through, and you see the World Serpent, and then you get to the bridge. I guess what's that bridge called, where you can go to the other realms? I'm
0: not too sure. I I mean, frost.
1: Yeah, I think maybe I'm missing, misremembering what the name of it is. But basically, you know, after you see this like hills in the background that are kind of shimmering, and and you you know discover that that's the World Serpent, and. And then you're you're on this bridge and you're trying to get to the other realms to continue on with your journey. And that's about where I'm at right now with it. But man, I've just been having a blast. Like it really is fun to just take on, you know, hordes of enemies with, you know, either your fist, your shield, or the Leviathan Axe. and It's a lot of fun. I'm eager to get back into it.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those experiences that you want to just jump right back into and yeah, it's very memorable i still remember a lot of fights from god of war like taking on valkyries and, you know certain boss fights like that boss fight you're referring to the balder boss fight mm-hmm. man what a fight like they really put a lot into that one <laughs> there's so many like just crazy things that went on there and i don't want to give spoilers but definitely yeah you definitely want to experience that if you're looking to get into the god of war franchise
1: yeah it's really cool because i mean in order to have a boss fight in the beginning like that just kind of speaks to good design that you're able to not only like feel super good about it but you feel the tension but you also feel like oh i'm kicking his ass you know what i mean like it's a good balance of that like right as the game is opening you know what i mean right it's it's well -designed. designed You know,
0: it does what it's supposed to. And, you know, they, they do a great job at these games always. And I'm just so glad to be able to experience
1: the new iteration of it, man. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about it, man. I mean, obviously, you know, I think you said this picks up right where I left off. So maybe keep it spoiler free for me. But I guess, how's it feeling? How does it feel to be in the new game? It
0: feels, you know, Like, kind of, I'm in a similar world, you know, similar mechanics, nothing really new. Kind of a fresh air to it, different enemies. The vibe is a lot more different. You actually get to meet some of these, like, characters that in the first game you can only hear about. But now they're, you know, at your doorstep. And it's just, you know, you you can tell time is progressing. Atreus is growing up, right? He's a teenager now. He's very angsty. Does he look all that different? He looks a little bit a little bit different. Yeah, it looks like okay. he's aged maybe like four or five years. Okay. And yeah, man, it feels smooth. I, I really miss being able to play with Treus. I miss like the arrow mechanics and it's really, really fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. And they give you the Blades of Chaos. Do you know what
1: the Blades of Chaos are? I've seen gameplay of the Blades of Chaos. I kind of know what they are. Aren't they kind of just like sword blades that are kind of like hooked up to yeah. chains or something?
0: Yeah, exactly. And they give you though like, typically you have
1: to play through like a
0: bit of the game, a good large chunk of the game. They get that. Mm-hmm. But now they give you that right off the start. And I think that speaks to how much more difficult this title is. You know, everyone I've spoken to who's played the first one and played this one says that you know so this one's has been a of a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting through Ragnarok and the story, man. The story does a great job of just captivating you as I'm sure you you know, like it just pulls you in. I just wanna you know keep moving forward. There's so much mystery. Basically, we have to find the god of war right because okay. kratos isn't the god of war of this like mythological world yeah. it's a different guy and we gotta go find him because he's he's useful to kind of figuring out atreus's destiny and it seemed like atreus as a angsty teenager he is who's already doing this work behind his father's back mm. so wow. really really fun i just want to like, keep exploring and finding out more about the story
1: yeah I mean, it's something that's really cool because it's kind of like their own take on, you know, these Norse gods and the mythology around them. And I mean, the mythology around them is just so deep and there are, you know, so many takes on it that I think it's it's really cool to be able to play a video game in this setting and experience that kind of world and be like, oh, I've heard of these, like I've heard of, you know... Name whatever it is, like I've heard of the World Serpent or I've heard of like these trolls before, you know, like what else am I going to discover around the next turn, you know, that I've heard of. And it's just a really cool way to experience, you know, the lore and the mythology of the past with like really cool and captivating gameplay and an awesome story as well. Yeah, it really is. And if you haven't played the God War franchise, I highly recommend it. You know, they really do a great job at just making it feel fun. And I think that that's a big accomplishment.
0: It's a huge accomplishment. But yeah, I don't really have any more thoughts on God or War Ragnarok. I kind of want to play some more and, and give you guys some more in-depth kind of
1: take. Yeah, I guess just worth noting, I mean, I think is right before you we recorded, is this kind of the first time that you've jumped into it? Yep. Yeah. So Brandon's. I mean, truly, he's only played like a little bit. And then I was like, hey, let's get on the mic. So (laughs) we got to, I guess, got to wrap this up and let him, you know, continue on his work with the Blades of Chaos. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely do. But all right. Well, I guess, thank you so much for listening to this episode where we talked about best games to play in the fall. And I guess some a oh, little bit of chat on God of War. And I guess maybe that's a hint of what's to come. So <laughs> I guess expect more of that from us in the future. And, you know, thank you so much for listening. You know, Brandon and I are both on Twitch and YouTube. And, or I guess we each have our own Twitch and we have a YouTube for the Sticky Buns podcast. So thank you if you're listening to us on YouTube. We've seen that's gaining some traction. So thank you to everyone that subscribed and watching on our YouTube we have an Instagram and a TikTok as well, so as well as a Patreon. So thank you to all of our Patreons. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can support us for as little as $1. And thank you to all our existing patrons. Did I miss anything, Brandon? No, you didn't. I just thank <laughs> you again from the bottom of our hearts for all
0: your support. We really super duper appreciate it. And tune in to the next episode.
1: Share with a friend. Yeah, share with a friend. That's the best way to help us out. So thank you so much and have a great one. Peace in the streets.